We all bow to our Disney overlords. Hail the mouse. Hail the mouse. You let politics ruin, or rather control, your whole life, man, you're going to be a miserable person. Straight up. And unfortunately, that's where we're at. A lot of people are consumed by this. And it's driving them crazy, and they hate their neighbors. Sad. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Underground for episode 90. My name is David, and I am joined once again by Joseph. Wild West Pimp Style. Nations. And this is the show where we remind you every week. Politics ruins everything. Welcome back, Joseph. Welcome back, listeners. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm ready for this, man. <laughs> so I guess just to go ahead and get into it, we yes. utilize a value for value system here, which means that you can donate to us in the form of your time, talent, and treasure. You can go to our show notes, click on the direct.me link. There you'll find our Bitcoin wallet address. You can drop some Bitcoins in it if you want to or some Satoshis. You can also find our PayPal link, and we're just asking people to set up a $1 a month reoccurring payment. You can do more if you want to, but everybody has a dollar they can give. And the goal, you know, the the incentive there is, A, we're giving you some entertainment, right? Hopefully, if you're listening, you're being entertained and enjoying the content, being informed. And then also, so you're getting value there. and You can donate to us and give us value back. That way, we don't have to end up putting any type of ads on our YouTube channel. We'd like to keep it ad-free and just be supported by our base. Uh, but if not, and, you know, you know, that's the way that y'all want to support us is through ads, you know, us eventually having to monetize that because we don't necessarily know where the, you know, I guess we haven't talked about where the line is, so to say, as far as, <laughs> you know, what amount do we need to be getting in monthly in order to prevent us from monetizing our channel? But uh, it's going to be a while. Even when we hit 1,000 subscribers, we're not going to put ads on our channel yeah, or make, anything like that. you make pennies doing that, so it's... Yeah. And so, but... We would prefer, again, $1 a month reoccurring payments for everyone. Nobody misses a dollar. That's easy money. And uh, then it keeps ads off the channel. And it allows us uh, to just speak freely as well. And the second thing is, is that if you do decide to do that, put a note in there. And we will read it on air as well. Yeah. Uh, the other ways you can support us are... By, if you're not following us on YouTube, subscribe to us on there, like our videos, comment, engage with us. We respond to everyone that we can, which is pretty much a majority of people. And then secondly, you can find us on TikTok. Our YouTube and TikTok have blow, both been just blowing up this year, especially within the past. Just It keeps rising past month. And then you can find us on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find our email as well. You can email us anything that you find interesting or whatever you find on Twitter or Instagram. Feel free to shoot it to us on there that you would like for us to look at and consider if we want to cover it or not. All right. Well, Joseph, I guess we can kind of just jump into it if you would like. Yeah, let's do it. Um, I was interested to know your take on this this uh, first topic. Uh, yes. So... Uh, for those of you that aren't aware, um, I really, I, this bothers me just to get that out of the way. Okay. Um, Disney, uh, this is from Bounding Into Comics, uh, Disney and Marvel Studios to create new Daredevil series. One report claims it will continue the Netflix series. I wish I had the the Michael Scott, no God, please no. <laughs> uh, I guess this might, this could work. Emotional damage. Um, I don't. They're they've 
finally sort of reached the last good thing Marvel did. Yes. As far as I'm concerned, and this is something I guess that shows over time. I mean, Daredevil is like, for me, it's peak Marvel. Uh, I, I would, honestly, if I was to like rank Marvel stuff from like OG before this, you know, at, from in-game going back to the very beginning, mm-hmm. uh, in no specific order, my top three would probably be Guardians, Civil War, and Daredevil season one through three. Oh, wow. Um, they're not perfect, the, the Daredevil seasons. Uh, they're the pacing is a little off. They they I think at the time they were still pushing that ten episode series mm-hmm. uh, when these were coming out, but they are very good. They're very well acted. They're much more mature than a lot of the other stuff in the Marvel universe um, for a number of different reasons, including themes. You know, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, uh, Disney and Marvel Studios are taking new steps to revive the Netflix. Daredevil series starring Charlie Cox. Uh, Rumors of Daredevil's return have been circulating for years and would eventually come to fruition with Cox's reprisal of the role in Spider-Man No Way Home. Um, Kingpin was also in Hawkeye, which we actually talked about on the show a while back. And if you want to see the review of that, it's on YouTube. Uh, I I went over sort of all of my issues with that show and... It's not the worst thing that's come out in Phase 4, but they absolutely destroy... Hawkeye. Uh, well, I was going to say Kingpin, but yeah. Yeah, Hawkeye, uh, Hawkeye to a degree. Uh, yeah, Kingpin, they just... they He gets obliterated by these two little girls. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, there's no reason he should have lost, and it's, it's really frustrating what they did to him. Uh, let's see. So, after his return in Spider-Man, uh, new rumors began to circulate that Marvel Studios had plans to revive the next the Netflix series uh, and gain significant uh, steam when Vincent D'Onofrio reprised his role as the Kingpin in Disney's Hawkeye. On top of that, Disney and Marvel Studios also seemingly regained the rights to the shows and moved uh, from... Uh, mo- Ooh, well, it's a typo. And moved them to Netflix. Uh, or from Netflix to Disney+. Plus. Uh, that's yeah, that really side note, editing yeah. on bounding in the comics needs to get a tad better because it's happening quite frequently where a lot of the articles I click on have typos in them. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it says and moved from them from Netflix to Disney yeah. plus. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, the rumors regarding a Netflix revival have now seemingly seemingly been confirmed with variety. Uh, uh, reporting Disney hired Matt Corman and Chris Ord to work on several or a series revival. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so I need to, I actually don't know who Matt Corman and Chris Ord are. Um, I wonder if they had best known for covert affairs along with deck, the halls, the brave daredevil marks their first work in the superhero genre. Oh, so they're not anyone. They're not anyone who was familiar with the, the first Netflix three seasons. Series. Yeah. Yeah coming from there that's what i was wondering because i don't think that disney's going to be able to replicate it replicate it on their disney plus platform uh, I've, I've heard that they're trying to do the you know tv ma you know yeah. warning that pops up where you have to click okay before you view it but yeah, i had to put it out it's going to end up being the same i had to put in a, a like a code i had to like set okay. up a pin so that no one else could watch the the mature marvel stuff or whatever i was like this is so stupid 
about Marvel right now. Let's see. Claiming their sources. Yeah, so I'll I'll need to look into um, Matt Corman and Chris Ord a little bit more. Um, But other than that... Oh, they're recasting Elektra. They reached the bottom of the barrel, haven't they? Yeah. I I think, you know, what I think MCU Phase 4 is, all this stuff is just a placeholder to get the Phase 5. You know what I mean? And because they don't know what they're doing. And it just seems like they have to keep churning out these products to keep the general audience interested in because they've already alienated their core fan base to hardcore fans. And for those who don't know, hardcore fans are the ones that help get you through the dark times, as they say, right? And yet they don't produce anything interesting. It's just the same formula over and over again at this point. I mean, I haven't seen Dr. I didn't see Dr. Strange just because I'm not interested any longer. You know what I mean? And it's like, even with them talking about reviving this, I'm not interested in watching it. What's interesting about the, the Dr. Strange connection to all of this is Mm -hmm. I was talking to some people that I know that you would probably consider normies, I guess as, as much as they aren't paying quite as close attention to you or I, due to a lot of these subjects right all, all of them hated dr strange oh man really all of them did and so that's a I, good thing actually <laughs> yeah i know yeah i know that that movie made its money back um or at least i'm pretty sure that it did at least it made back its its uh perceived budget like what's actually right. shown um i don't know if it actually made its budget back plus the uh the money that goes into advertising but it is a really good thing that normal people are going to see some of these marvel movies now and they're just like oh that wasn't good because it's going to put them in a position where when the next one comes out they're either going to be really hesitant so they probably won't see it opening weekend which a lot of them don't anyway um and i think the marvel sort of shine is going away. Wearing off. It's wearing Eight, off for a lot of people. Million so far. Holy crap. <laughs> Dude, that movie that movie is really bad. It's really bad. It's Doctor Strange's There is an argument to be made that it is the worst thing they've put out in phase four. Man. And that's not no way. Is that correct? That's not hyperbolic. That's not anything like that. It is potentially the worst yeah. thing that they've done. Worldwide, it's made 800 basically $804 million. Wow. It made $342 million uh, domestic uh, and then 461 international. Well, everyone, I, I hope that uh, you... You're happy because we're going to get a lot more garbage movies like that now that make no sense. The movie literally makes makes no sense. That's what I was telling you, The Green Knight. <laughs> yeah. Make no sense. There, there's, all of the characters are flat. They make dumb decisions. There's all these articles that have been coming out about Wanda and how she's like, oh, she's so, look how brave she is. And, oh, she's such a great character. Look at the pain she goes through. Dude, the story is literally about how she had fake kids, right, in yep. WandaVision. She loses those fake kids. She can't deal with that. So she essentially goes on a murderous rampage in order to steal her children that aren't actually her children from another Wanda in another universe. Yep. That's what I've uh, I've heard. It's And I, there's so much, dude. I mean, 
it is every moment of that movie is absurd. It's just nonsense, you know. Uh, so, as we can expect, they're probably not going to do uh, a good job with Daredevil. Yeah, they're apparently they're recasting Bullseye too, which I don't know. I don't. I. It's been a couple of years since I've seen the third season. Mm-hmm. I I didn't hate him. I I didn't necessarily care for him either. I don't I don't know if he was really the kind of. The, the kind of person or it, it could have been the directing it could have been the actor who, who knows for sure as far as like the way his character was portrayed but they're bringing right. him uh, allegedly they're bringing him back and they're recasting both him bullseye and electra so I, interesting i mean it doesn't really matter if the if the plot sucks if they do what they've been doing and daredevil takes a back seat to everybody else in the show yep you know I think people are just losing interest, man. I mean, I say that. I know we just eight hundred four yeah. billion dollars. I mean, million dollars for uh, uh, it's, Doctor Strange. It's possible but, that's still writing off of No Way Home. Yep. Yeah, I think there's a lot more at play to it, and he's a big name as well. So he's going to get used to that big name bump. And same thing with Thor. Thor will probably do around the same. But maybe people, maybe people are just like, eh, you know. Yeah. And. I just couldn't care. None of the trailers interested me. It's, I don't know. And I know what they've recently put out. I've watched, a, you know, quite a, all of it. And it's just, yeah. Bad. So yeah, Wasting as far my as time as, with Eternals. Yeah. As far, oh, man, as far as daredevil is concerned, I, I am, it's unfortunate. What else, what am I trying to say? It's unfortunate that they weren't able to wrap up the series on Netflix. Yeah. Um, that's probably not Disney's intention with this to just give it a final season to wrap up some stuff. I mean, it's been, man, I don't even remember when the last season came out. I want to say it was like 2018, maybe 2017, wow. 2018. That I, long? I, I think. Yeah. Um, and I just don't think that they are going to do the show justice at all. It's really unfortunate because I like Charlie Cox, uh, mm-hmm. in that role. Um, I think he makes a great Mac, Matt Murdock. He's a lot better than Ben Affleck was, that's for sure. <laughs> uh, yes. And it's just, yeah. Uh, what it really comes down to is it's just unfortunate because Disney is sucking dry any of the goodwill they had with uh, the stuff that was really good. They're they're not going to understand. They're going to hire a bunch of people more than likely. More than likely, right? I Again, mm-hmm. could be could be wrong probably not wrong but they're going to hire a bunch of people who don't really understand what the netflix show was about what made it so good um they're going to put this garbage thing out that probably has a lot of um identity politics in it uh, which was something that the original show as far as i know had none of right right he had powerful female characters powerful male characters um you know, I think Electra was like Middle Eastern or something like that. I don't know exactly her, what her nationality was, at least the actress. Um, it was, it dealt with a lot of really good issues. One of the best things about season three is sort of how Matt Murdock struggles with his faith and being Daredevil. Mm. And there's a lot of that that goes into it, which is very, very uh, particular to the comics as well. Mm. Where he's he's got this double double sided thing where he's this vigilante who beats the crap out of people, but he's also a practicing Catholic. Yeah. Um. So you get you <laughs> get that. Yeah. And you get the dynamic between those two things, and um, you know, is like is should he continue to be Daredevil? The, like the whole deal. Um. It's excellent. Uh. And yeah, they're not going to do that. It's going right. the, the writing is going to suffer significantly if it's anything like everything else that we've seen in Phase Four so far. Um. And at the end of the. Ugh, when it really comes down to it, that's the 
that's what matters. It, yep. the, the core of it, it's got to be the writers. And the yep. writing has to be on point. And that spreads out to the way your characters work, the way they're developed, the way that they talk to each other, um, the way that scenes are set up. Uh, and I, I just don't think it's going to happen. The main plot, the side plots, how they're all intertwined and connect together. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I don't think it's going to happen. I'm just looking at when season three came out because I'm curious. I think it was uh, 2020. Was it really 2020? Yeah. Uh, 2018. Oh, no. 2018. Yeah. What did I read? Man, that's crazy. Oh, there were were 13 episodes in those seasons. So that's what I'm talking about with the pacing. If if I had one one big criticism, uh, Mm -hmm. at least that I can remember, the one thing that always stuck with me is the pacing always felt like it took a little too long to finally get to that. And then in the... they they give him his suit in the second season and then kind of mm-hmm. take it away from him in the third season, which I also thought mm-hmm. was uh, a misstep. Yeah. yeah. It's like he's daredevil. His suit is really cool. Uh, and you know, he gets it in one episode of season one. He should have had it all the way through. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's really the only other thing. Um, not really looking forward to it. I mean, they're going to probably give him all these like jokey quips and stuff. And it's like, mm-hmm. he, he can do that, but Matt Murdock is definitely a more tortured soul. Yeah, serious character. Yeah, and I just don't I don't think Disney or any of the writers that they can hire are going to have the chops to be able to do something like that. Uh, they they have not proven over the last couple of years uh, since Phase 4 started that they can actually know, make man. something serious. That Loki show, top tier. Oh, writing. no. <laughs> oh, top no. tier. No, 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 no. Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Oh, That's dude. It. Yeah, got to do better, it. Senator. <laughs> got to do better, Matt. Yeah. All right, so let's move on to the next story. Uh, it I'm seems, this one. oh man, it seems that George R. R. George R. R. Martin is very much wanting to keep his perceived rivalry between him and Lord of the Rings going mm-hmm. uh, with two shows that don't seem to have a lot of great support behind them. No. Uh, at least it's 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 rocky. We, we can say that, right? Because right? there are people looking forward to both of these for some reason. Um, so House of Dragon is coming David, out. It hasn't huh? even come out yet. How dare you criticize yeah, it? I know. Uh, House of Dragon is coming out later this year. I think it's August, right? Right. And, um, August 26th, I believe. And then, I'll look it up while you're doing that. And then uh, Lord of the Rings is coming out in September? Yes, September 2nd. September 2nd. On a Friday. So, uh, here is a story that's been going around. This is from GameStop. It says, author George R. R. Martin has discussed the rivalry, right? Uh, and they put that in quotations. Between Game of Thrones and Lord of the Rings, saying he doesn't understand why people are so wrapped up in comparing the two. Dude, Martin, it's because you started that. Yes. August 21st, by the way, okay. the House of Dragon. So, pretty, they're going to be pretty close to each other. Yep. Um. Yeah, Martin was yeah, trying Martin to create the like antithesis to Lord of the Rings. Yep, that's and, so. Re- and he, he's lost I mean, his he's mind, he's done videos saying, you know, uh, the problem with Lord of the Rings is that Gandalf should have stayed dead when he died in the Fellowship, and then that uh, what was Aragorn's, you know, tax policy of Gondor. Oh, no, <laughs> bro, that's not the. Um, clearly, he doesn't understand. Uh, Tolkien he right. doesn't understand the books right? because that's not the point yeah 
who was uh, Gondor trading with and what was their health care <laughs> policy and how did they uh, give benefits to those who they traded with? So uh, on, man. Martin goes on to say uh, he can relate to the feeling of competitiveness, but he hopes both shows will help elevate fantasy in general. He must be on. Okay, so he either has a PR team working for him and mm-hmm. he's not allowed to talk about how they absolutely obliterated the end of Game of Thrones. Yeah, right. Um, uh, so he says, uh, Martin obviously is biased towards Game of Thrones, so he hopes House of Dragon wins more Emmys. So yeah, stupid. Yeah, that matters. Martin, <laughs> go write. Go finish your books, dude. What yeah, are you doing? All of us determine how great a show is based off of Emmys. Yeah, off of Emmys. <laughs> this, dude, this is, okay, to be to to I, I say to be fair, but when it comes to a lot of people set their standard based on awards. I, I yep. see this all over the place, especially on, especially on TikTok, where people go, "Oh yeah, well this won more awards." It's like that doesn't mean that it was better. <laughs> like what? Are you, there's a lot of politics. Exactly. There's a lot of politics that goes into award shows. Like, are you kidding me? It's ridiculous. Uh, so he hopes both succeed. Um, uh, but he says that if they win six Emmys, I hope they do. I hope that we win seven. But nonetheless, it's good for fantasy. I love fantasy. I love science fiction. I want more shows on television. I don't really disagree with that. But he, I, he's living in his like multi-million dollar brain now, where yeah. they're they're paying him so much money for the royalties for this stuff uh, that it doesn't matter, dude. They could yeah. absolutely change House of Dragon from his original intent. He probably wouldn't care. Um, that might be it about Game of Thrones too. He he may not even care what they did with uh, the original series. Yeah, maybe not with Big Fat Paula uh, Cashola. I like his uh, what he said in this in that second paragraph that starts with also. No, uh, down. I'm sorry, the fourth paragraph, but second paragraph on the page right now. So it says oh, also, also in the interview, yeah. Martin said Amazon's Lord of the Rings series is kind of a weird deal because Amazon bought the rights to the appendices, but not the more popular so far at least. Works of J.R.R. Tolkien. Yep. Yeah. From the Duh. mouth of Martin himself. That yeah, that should have been a much bigger that that line right there. I feel like should have been a much bigger deal than. Well, he he goes on to say it's kind of a weird deal, as you know. Amazon bought Tol- Tolkien, but they didn't actually get any of the books. They didn't get the Lord of the Rings. They didn't get the Hobbit. They didn't get even the Cimmerillion. Well, they did get the Lord of the Rings, and they did get the Hobbit. Yeah. They just didn't get the main portion of what they're doing the show on that they needed, the Cimmerillion, yeah. the Unfinished Tales, and the History of Middle-Earth, all of those, but mainly the Cimmerillion. Um, I don't think they got uh, whatever, uh, but they got the Appendices, I guess, and they're constructing a second-age story about that. There's a lot of myth about that, so it'll be interesting to see what they did. Yeah. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. All right. Yeah. So I, I just think it's really funny because he he's like he has always wanted that comparison between him and Tolkien. Mm-hmm. Uh, Martin, if you finish your books, maybe that can happen. Yeah. But Which, it, spoiler it, alert. He's Tolkien's never, better. Yeah. Well, also, he's never going to finish those books. No, nah. he's never going to finish them. He he nah. got real famous. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say he got real famous late in his life. Right. And he got a series picked up for finishing half of his work, right? And now he uh, he's just living, dude. He's living it up, you know. He, <laughs> know. he got he got paid a bunch to do some uh, some work for Elden Ring. He's yep. got a 
second series coming out despite the fact that the original one tanked super hard by the end like and that's the thing is i really i I don't understand why people are looking forward to house of dragon i don't understand that either because game of thrones tanked so hard yeah especially in season eight i mean from five to seven was bad but Season eight was really yeah, bad. Seven and eight in particular just really yeah. brought home how desperate they were to finish um, and not get anything done. So, yeah, it, I, it, it cost the showrunners their names slipped my mind. D and D from them working on what's that? D and D. It's D and D. Damon yep. and something else. I can't remember. But people always called them D and D. They lost their Star Wars gig, I think, yeah. and well, a so bunch of other stuff. Yeah, they were supposed to do this like what if style thing. If like the South had won uh, the Civil War, but everyone lost their minds over it, right? Because Mm -hmm. it was it was right in the middle of that whole oh George Floyd stuff. Well, it was a little before that, but it was when a lot of the identity politics stuff was starting to pick up steam. Oh yeah, and so it no one wanted to even have a show like something that's kind of interesting. This idea of what if the Civil War had gone in a different direction and the South had won, what would the world have looked like? Yeah. Um, it's a very interesting idea to have in your head. And if you wrote something like that, well, but I guess the idea of showing slavery now in any, you know what I mean? It's, any capacity. And I think it was supposed to potentially have some like sci fi elements or something going on with that. So I, mm. I, I don't know. But yeah, it got so much bad press that I think they decide everybody in, that was involved with that decided they were just like, it's better off that we don't do that. Yeah. And then the Star Wars thing happened and then that got taken away from them. Um, for one reason or another, you know how Disney is. They're crazy. Oh, yeah. They are crazy. And that could, I mean, Disney, for those who don't know, is very restrictive on how to direct, how to, the whole process of making a movie yeah. and TV show. So yeah. if you don't float their line, you're out. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. And sometimes That's why people, a lot of directors don't like to work with them. Yeah. And some people have quit because of it as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. House of Dragon, don't understand why anyone's excited for it but we're gonna cover it because people are (laughs) i saw comments on youtube i hope this is better than season eight uh game of thrones i'm like it's probably not i don't know man i mean it it might it might be just in the sense that they might try to take a safer route with it so you can't really and hopefully we're wrong hopefully it's good yeah it would be much more pleasurable to review good shows yes it is um we just don't get a whole lot of them anymore yes uh, I have I can like count on a single hand the stuff since uh, in the last like six months or so that I actually liked and man and if especially if I just don't include anime <laughs> yeah right I was gonna like, say you go to arcane right yeah, but yeah 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 season one through four of Game of Thrones just peak just such great storytelling a as far as I'm concerned yeah it's kind of a master class in character writing mm-hmm. uh, where you can have a bunch of people sitting around talking to each other and it's just so engaging yeah but around season four is also when it started to pick up popularity with the mainstream Mm -hmm. and so a lot of people uh have theorized that that's when the downfall really started happening because they started just going more towards big action scenes and less about the interesting dialogue they also had no more material from the books to cover um martin couldn't get another book out so it yeah it a lot of things went wrong and it's unfortunate because I, I think that if uh, D&D had actually had the passion to really make that series good from beginning mm-hmm. to end uh, we 
would eventually look back on it as potentially one of the the greatest things that's come out as far as television is concerned. Um, well, we would probably say it's one of the. It would be up there with Lord of the Rings as far as one of the best fantasy, uh, yeah. you know, films, right? Yeah. Media, you know, and, to come out because you and that's what people forget is you got to stick the landing, yeah. on things. It's true. And that's what it's true. Peter Jackson did great is that uh, Fellowship of the Ring, great. Two towers built on that, and then Return of the King came home yeah. for the win. Yeah, you know? just smashed it. And uh, you know, uh, you can definitely talk about how good the first few seasons are and what they do really well and why those things worked really well. Uh, but you just, it at, you're right as a whole, it, it didn't even just like not stick the landing. It broke every bone in its body on the way down, like w- <laughs> on the landing. It just shattered yes. all of its bones. So it fell off the cliff yeah. into the ocean. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Drowned, got revived and drowned again again yeah <laughs> oh man it was so bad unbelievable man uh, that episode three <laughs> yeah that's so dumb all of a sudden the dothraki run straight oh, at the undead for you know, no reason just again, to get killed we were talking about that in some of the the, the reviews for the halo show just nonsensical bat like battle sequences yes. or people making bad decisions you're right the dothraki in that episode it's like why did they do that this is a siege and then it shows like a majority of them right like it seemed like 90 percent of them right i'm talking about a huge majority yeah got obliterated by the undead and then all of a sudden the next episodes when they're she's back. fighting yeah they're back yeah absolutely and it's it's so that that scene in particular uh is an absolute example of when uh, sh- not necessarily showrunners, but filmmakers or whatever, they're they're putting visuals over anything yes. that makes sense, you know, because mm-hmm. it is. It's actually a really cool visual, and if you had done it in a way that made sense, whatever you wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. That visual, it's like, oh yeah, it's great. That looks really cool. It's a great uh way of showing what's going on without being right there in it, you know. Mm-hmm. But it, you're right. It makes absolutely no sense for the the context nope. of, of of the show and what's going on in that yeah. that episode. Because visually, it does look appealing, but man, right. such a bad idea. So uh, on to less appealing things. Um, this is a uh, oh okay. So MSN does a. I think they uh, accumulate a lot of different articles from from mm-hmm. different places. So this is, uh, I guess, from the gamer. It's called Tolkien Experts uh, saw a sneak peek of the Rings of Power. Here's what they think, dude. You're going to love the beginning of this. You're going to love this. All right. So okay. it says the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, has divided Tolkien fans. Uh, considering we've seen precisely one minute of footage, so there that is again, as usual, yep. in an action-packed teaser like that's trailer. That's the only thing that's come out. Exactly, yeah, they keep doing and that. And it still Even, sucks, dude, by the way. Yeah, and this may actually... Oh, no, this was provided by the gamer. Uh, I don't think this is in the trailer, is it, right? This shot, uh, do you remember? No, no, it's not. So the, the gamer itself is saying we've only seen a one-minute action-packed teaser trailer, and yet here is a picture that they uh, procured. Yeah. For this, yep. yeah, we've okay. seen still images. We've seen interviews from the showrunners, from actors. We've watched uh, oh. interviews from the some actors. We've seen you know reports of the behind the scenes stuff that's going yeah. on. Them you know uh, firing Tom Shippey and you know writers leaving, act other actors leave leaving in the middle of shooting, which you know all sorts of things. So it gets yeah. it gets better. You're I'm ready, ready for, for it. I'm ready. 
I find it surprising that people have such strong opinions on a show already. I don't know why you find that surprising. But then again, the mere existence of people of color gets some people riled up these days. Get over it, by the way. I'm not done. If you're not a racist, it's likely you're feeling anticipation, nerves, and possibly some excitement. I remain firmly on the fence. I'm cautiously excited to see the new side of Tolkien's magical world. Oh, man. But I haven't seen anywhere near enough to understand whether the Rings of Power will pull it off successfully or not. Um, that's it. I don't... None of the rest of that article doesn't matter. I found that uh, before we started recording, and I died. That is... I'm going to read that next part. I'm also of the opinion that adaptions of Tolkien don't impact the canon or affect how I read the books, which some fans seem to struggle with. The Rings of Power is bad, which it might be. It would not make me frown at the Cimmerillion the next time I pick it up. Who is arguing yeah, that? no one's arguing that. <laughs> what we're no saying one. is... What we're saying, please, creators, please make it closer to these materials. Make your adaptation as close as you possibly can to this. Please don't make up characters. Listen to this next line. I don't particularly enjoy the Jackson Walsh Boyan's trilogy depiction of the elves as emotionless Vulcan light creatures rather than happy hippie forest spirits. But it doesn't spoil my enjoyment of the characters when I read the book. Yeah, because you don't sound like you actually read the books. They are... Their attitudes are probably pretty accurate to the books in Jackson's movies. I don't know about the rest of the movie. I, I don't. The B- Walsh Boyans is that is that the animated stuff from? I don't know what he's talking about. I don't know. What he's talking about I think, I think those are other. Like uh, I think they work with Jackson. Okay. Well. Trilogy. But maybe you're right. Well, because he say he says trilogies depiction of elves. As emotionless Vulcan light creatures. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm sure they probably. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was uh, Fran Walsh. That's right. Philippia, uh, uh, Philippa Boyens, and then Peter Jackson. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so they were all yeah. part of that trilogy. Yeah, they were all part okay. of the trilogy. I thought so. Now, I think that, they're also weird... working on the uh, War of the Rehirim yeah. anime. What, what a weird way to do that. Why would you not just put Jackson? Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. I have to read the last part too because I was reading it while you were looking okay. at it. it. Says, however, Amazon Studios clearly sensed there was some ill will around the series. They should check my Twitter DMs if they want to know what racists really think. So they gathered a group of esteemed Tolkien critics to sit down with the showrunners who would field their questions. And there's more. He goes on. I, yeah. Again, I don't want to waste my time reading the rest of this. It's in no, the show it's notes. It's not worth it. Yeah. Uh, this is the kind of garbage that we keep talking about where there are these people out here that are trying to gaslight other mm-hmm. people into thinking that a part of the fandom is just full of ists and phobes. Yep. And they're, they're not, not engaging the arg- yes. arguments yes. that the fans are making. They're pivoting away from them because they can't engage the arguments because the fans are right because they the fans know the material. Yes. And especially with Tolkien, this has to be our stand right this is the line in the sand and you don't cross we're done with this yeah right yeah. start making fateful adaptions yeah right no one and it's like you know some people will argue or peter jackson's uh adaption uh it wasn't one for one well yeah, no one's arguing that it has to be literal one for one adaption yeah. it, because 
when you go from a book to a movie or a book to book to film, right? Mm -hmm. It's a different medium. Exactly. You can't have 500 characters in a movie like you can in a book. Yep. You Man, can't spend, I, as you said, uh, you know, as we have said, you can't spend, you know, three quarters of a movie and still not be out of the Shire. I think, too, if they wanted to take Galadriel, for instance, right, mm -hmm. and make her the center focus of the show mm -hmm. and make that uh, instead of doing this wide epic that's supposed to be this Game of Thrones style thing. If mm -hmm. they had done something that was more character focused on someone like Galadriel or Elrond or one of the humans from that time period that Tolkien had written about, wh whoever you wanted to do, right? Mm -hmm. A Sildor, like whatever you wanted to do with, with these characters. You right. could have done something that was significantly more focused and didn't have to be this wide ranging thing and you were able to really take the works of Tolkien, right? And if we're talking about Silmarillion, if we're talking about Appendices, Fill in the gaps respectfully, right? Right. Not like what they've been doing. Yeah, there's and there's, there's a way ways, to do that. There's a way to do it, and I think people would have appreciated that, and it could have worked. And there's a lot mm -hmm. of things they could have done that could have worked. Instead, they're like, "Well, we're going to put those characters in that you know, but here's a whole bunch of characters that we have also just made up." Yep. And they're going to have and, their and own it, original storylines, and and even within those original characters, it always already looks like they don't understand with those original characters Tolkien source material yeah. they're not going to be fleshed out in a way that's true to uh, Tolkien's spirits themes ideas concepts and that's what Peter Jackson stuck to yep. it wasn't one for one you don't have Tom Bombadil you have uh, everyone take uh, a Gorfindel spot right you know and you know but, but that's because there's time constraints there's only so much you can show but Everything took everything that Peter Jackson did was kept with Tolkien spirit, yep. along with the opening dialogue from Gladriel. That's yep. Treebeard, but he just repurposed other things from other characters and, and gave them to the different characters yeah. within the the movies. And I guarantee he had reasons for it. Mm -hmm. For instance, he probably wanted to wait and show and have Treebeard be a uh, reveal mm -hmm. in the second movie. Because you got to remember, they weren't just making these movies for hardcore Lord of the Rings fans. They're making it; they are making it for a, a bigger audience. General audience. And there's certain things that you can do that are really going to help a general audience attach to characters when they're revealed. Mm -hmm. Galadriel's in the first movie; she has a very distinct voice, and when you hear it, and then you see her again later on in the movie, you're able to connect those pieces. There are yep. things that happen in adaptations, and especially when we're just talking about uh, filmmaking. Uh, that you do that you can't just do in books. Books have a lot more detail. You're able to take your time with a lot of things. Uh, and Tolkien did that. Yes, he did. Three pages to describe a tree. Yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, in, in, in a movie, you can't, you can't do the same thing. You can't spend yeah. the first half of the movie with the hobbits attempting to get out of the Shire and going through the whole Bombadil thing. Because if you're trying to do that and you have this massive movie that's like four and a half hours long people are going to be exhausted by the halfway point. Yep. You you can't pacing, have Frodo waiting 14 years for Gandalf to come back. Yes, you got to be able to speed some of that up. That's yep. what that's what pacing is. It's understanding, okay, from this point to this point, how how is it? And I and I'm going to say feeling because just as an editor, there is a bit of a feeling to it where you're you're watching the footage and you're mm -hmm. you're trying to decide when the right moment to cut things is, where things should be placed, how certain scenes should be done. So you 
you have to take that into consideration. And I, and I promise you, and I know that I have this issue with people saying feels all the time, but there is a feeling that happens when you're editing stuff and you're kind of using your gut to determine how the pacing is going to work and if people are yeah. going to be able to attach themselves to it. That's the only thing that I mean by that. But uh, calling people racist? Yeah, no isinfo, just, the isinfos because they don't like certain things. Yeah. Oh, you don't like our new characters? Uh, you you're clearly an isterophobe. Because it clearly makes sense bio biologically for a dwarf to live under the mountain. Yeah. And her happen to be black. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That doesn't make any sense. And people say, "Well, they have elves and they have wizards and they have dragons." And I'm like, "Yes, but when you create." A fantasy work, uh, a fiction work, it's bound by laws within that, right? It's, yes. Again, one of the criticisms I had of The Hobbit was that they couldn't decide between if they wanted to be childlike or if they wanted to be a more mature version, adult-like, right? And uh -huh. you have, you know, Goblin King that's 10,000 pounds land on top of them after they fall, you know, hundreds of feet from a bridge, right? With the bridge landing on them as well. Uh -huh. And they all get up and there's not a broken bone or nothing, right? Yeah, and exactly. again. It goes back to, you know, one of the things that was great about Game of Thrones is that the further away you got from the sun or from the equator, right, in yeah. that world, the lighter skin people became. And yeah. vice versa, the closer you got, the darker skin. It mirrored our world. So there's that yeah. realism the regions, that becomes a part of it. Yeah, the regions mattered. Yes. If, if you were from what would have been considered like a Middle Eastern region in Westeros, you were going to have a more Middle Eastern complexion. Yep. Uh, and any sort of casting that went wrong in the series for that is solely on the people who were casting, not on uh, necessarily the books themselves. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's it's it should be something that is al allowed to be talked about with the series. Uh, but as you've learned, if you even uh, put up a picture of the the new dwarf, everyone <laughs> yes. automatically assumes that you're a racist, uh, even if you say nothing uh, to the contrary, and you just you know. And if they were really serious you and they knew what they were doing, they would have people of color from other Rune, yeah. Harad, Khan, the Far East, the regions where they would be from in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it's just not suspect enough to people that their uh, their decision to make the show diverse required them to just completely make up characters yeah, rather than trying to, yeah, yeah trying to yeah trying to figure out a way to make it make sense within the world it's like if you're going to do it at least put the effort in to try to make it make sense you yes, know this is exactly. again it's one of those things i complain about with the witcher all the time that it's like uh everyone in that in that show or like the the general uh uh, groups of people in that show they're all like racist towards elves and dwarves and all, all these different groups uh because of like pointy ears right but then right. there's like this multicultural thing going on in the in the taverns and you're like this doesn't add up yes. this doesn't add up you, you can't be like oh i hate you because you're pointy sense. ears but then you're you're fine with the multiculti experience inside your tavern it's it's really weird uh all right let's move let's on, on to our last uh topic so we're we're bringing back one of the guys from the Lord of the Rings uh, Amazon fan event. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of them got, uh, I guess you could say hate. I don't know. They got a lot of criticism. Uh, some of it, I think, uh, was completely on point. And mm -hmm. as things go, some of it, I think people probably went a little too far. Uh, yep. It was really interesting, the different things that they... Uh, that these creators like picked up on mm -hmm. uh, to to make like their their points. 
yeah. if you will. And so, it, it, interesting too how they all said very exactly similar the same things. Thing. Very, very similar cool. things. So uh, the the broken sword and uh, no better do better came out with react essentially reaction videos to the backlash that they got for the way that they handled their first impressions of the footage that they got and still unconfirmed right yep still unconfirmed how much amazon paid for for this trip and this event right uh, because we actually had a conversation uh on tiktok with mr dubetta um and he wouldn't tell me anything he wouldn't tell either of us yeah. anything uh I, making demands of us to yeah, you know, he, he was pulling let's this like, go live and I'm assuming, OK, well, this debate me, bro uh, obviously thing. we would plan this out like most people would calmly think to set up a time and date to yeah. do it. But he's thinking, no, right now, like, bro, what are you, my parent? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, I don't think people think about how they come across when they engage on social media, especially when you assume okay. on something to where when people weren't even negative. In fact, we were complimentary, if I remember correctly, pretty much. And people equate criticism with hate yes yes there is a way to criticize that is hateful there's also a way to constructively criticize when you're not just being a, a jerk and yeah. just trying to own people and look, look at these idiots and stuff like you know what i mean yeah. but when you're just hey this looks suspect this seems off you know that's which is what we did that's where we were so we're gonna watch a video and before uh we'll pause it it's only two and a half, uh well it's actually about three minutes but it, it won't take us very long to get through no. but he makes four five or six specific points and i found them interesting and i really want to talk about the points more than i do uh about him in particular because yeah he's there's a lot of stuff that he says in here this is that's very common uh sort of critiques or whatever to people when they're critic they're they're criticizing uh mm -hmm. and these are the things that's like well oh yeah well this or whatever so this is going to be just i think really interesting to kind of listen to this and then break down kind of what he's saying and talk about areas that maybe we agree with him on things and then areas where we're like nah dude <laughs> yeah let's do it um so and, and for you know respectfully for the most part man i mean i i know you kind of like you were kind of a jerk to us but still yeah uh all right here we go he wasn't kind of a jerk he was a jerk <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right here we go hey lord of the rings fans so i'm here to address some of the backlash that many of us talking experts and Tolkien experts. Ding, ding, ding. Uh, Just had ding, to say it. I ding, cracked ding, up ding. when I heard that. Dude, I think when it, uh, uh, I watched this, I had text you in quotation marks, Tolkien experts. <laughs> Only them, no one else. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, here we go. Trust Content guys creators have been facing it since we announced that Amazon invited us to London for a sneak peek at the Lord of the Rings, Rings of Power. So let's get into it. First things first, many of you people just hate Amazon. You think it's an evil corporation and you hate anything that they have their hands on. Here's the problem. The Tolkien estate sold the rights to Amazon. They didn't have to do that. It wasn't a hostile takeover. But you're such a Tolkien purist. You can't hate Tolkien or the Tolkien estate, but you hate Amazon who gave them the rights to make the show. So that leaves you in what's known as a paradox. That means you don't make any sense. Okay, so that's point one. Mm -hmm. First of the all, paradox. You, he may be correct that people hate Amazon because they see them as a big greedy corporation. And then he uses, and I know it might be a, a bit of semantics, but he says the Tolkien estate gave Amazon that. No, Amazon paid them. How much was it again? 
Ooh, like is it five hundred million a season? Two hundred and fifty million dollars for the rights, I think. And then it, don't they have to pay them like a, a certain amount of money yeah. per season or something like that? So it, <laughs> I, I find that a little weird. Uh, you don't have to look it up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I just wanted to know. I think it's around two hundred and fifty million, though. Okay, um, so they paid them a lot of money. I know they're going to end up spending like five hundred million on the first season alone. Okay. Um, and you know it's going to be obviously more than a, over a billion dollars when it's all said and done. Right. But. So they paid them a lot of money. Yeah. And so this isn't like a oh the Tolkien estate was so nice to give Amazon. Yeah. Uh, the rights to the series or whatever. They completely Amazon, trusted them. There were no it, lawyers involved. They just said, okay, here you go. Yeah, exactly. So that's... Misframing the argument, right? Yeah, there. that's strange. And then he... There were stipulations to the agreement, things that Amazon had to abide by, so on and so forth, that Christopher Tolkien, when he was alive when this was sold, key point to be made, yeah. uh, held a lot of veto power on things. Yes. And then the other thing that he uh, that he's bringing up is this idea that fans can't they they just can't they can't hate the Tolkien estate I'm pretty yeah. sure most people at this point are very critical of a lot of the stuff that they're doing uh they're they're heavy-handed in the copyright aspect of that like if you if you like put elvish lettering on a mug these people will drop out of helicopters and come <laughs> after you like they're they're you know they're not exactly necessarily loved especially now that Christopher's gone and a lot of the uh, the old school people who were a part of it mm -hmm. uh, did that. Plus, he's like talking about purists. It's like Tolkien and a lot of his family were purists about this stuff. That's yes. why the Tolkien estate existed to begin with. Yep. So exactly. I don't know if you had anything. And uh, I want to say the reason why Amazon was able to get the rights was because Tolkien had originally sold the rights to United Way, who then sold it to um, Ferenz. What's that dude's name? in Europe and then he I want to say I think he still holds the rights but uh, something involved in that anyway yeah that doesn't make any sense just to say you can hate on Amazon and you can hate on uh, I say hey let me back up you can criticize Amazon that doesn't equal that you hate them yeah you can criticize the Tolkien estate that doesn't mean that you hate them yeah although it could mean that you hate them it doesn't so I think People mis people mistake criticism too much for hate. Mm -hmm. I also don't really him, know him in particular. Yeah, though. I I don't understand where the paradox is. He's I, I I think he's trying to say that the there's a paradox in the fact that you like the Tolkien estate, but the Tolkien estate gave the rights to Amazon, the rights to who Amazon, you who you don't like, so yeah. you don't make any sense. But it's not. That's not. First of all. I don't know who's arguing that. No one. A trolls maybe. Hardly, and and yeah. I, I wonder sometimes, and, and we'll get into it with some of his other arguments, but sometimes it, 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 it seems like a lot of these people who come out, whether we're talking about this incident or any other time, mm -hmm. you've seen people try to react to their haters. They, they take it off of like the people who have no avatar in their profile or they have some like Naruto <laughs> character in their profile and they're just like, oh, they're so toxic and there's so many haters. Like he might just be doing this on purpose to get under your skin, man. Yep. You know? All right. So let's keep going. That's number one. 
Number two, another argument I hear all the time is, well, the trailer was really bad, so that means the show's going to suck. I'm not going to give it a chance. Well, yeah, guess what? Batman versus Superman, the trailer was excellent. It was great. Everybody was excited to see that movie. When the movie came out, it was trash. It was garbage. It was terrible. Wonder Woman, 1984. The trailer was amazing. It had everybody excited. Everybody went to see the movie, and guess what? It bombed because it was trash. It was garbage. This can happen vice versa. So you say, the trailer's bad. I don't want to see it. You don't want to see it. You don't want to give it a chance. You never did. Just say that. Number three. All right, stop it there. Uh, I know a lot of people. Uh, okay. A trailer, and let's not get it wrong. Amazon still has not released a trailer purposefully because they, because of the reaction from the teaser trailer, it being so trash. Now they know they have trash. Uh -huh. That's why they have it because of the backlash they got on there. I think last time I checked, it was 1.6 million dislikes. I'm not going to worry about looking it up right now. Before, it was a lot. It was, it was a lot. 3 million yeah, dislikes yeah, yeah, yeah. to like a hundred and something thousand likes, yeah. which is atrociously, you know, that's a huge downvote into, you know, the deep depths of hell. Yep. Um, and, uh, but with him talking about the trailers, trailers are meant to be judged positively or negatively, preferently uh -huh. when a ho uh, you know Hollywood puts out a trailer positively, so that you can spend your time and your money to go see this, yeah. right? Because people don't have unlimited time and money, so it's to convince the audience, hey, this is worth you seeing it. And he is right. Sometimes a trailer is good and the movie is bad. Sometimes a trailer he is bad and the movie is good, right? Yeah. A majority of the time, though, when the trailer is good. The movie's good, uh -huh. or the TV show, and vice versa, right? That's typically his, the general line of thinking. Yeah, his argument was that two trailers were good, and the movies were bad. But the bad trailer means that the show is going to be good. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't make any sense. And it's okay for people to not want to go see a show because the trailers are bad. And, and trailers... The, they're marketing. Yeah, well, trailers being good is very subjective, too. Yes. I didn't really think either of those trailers for the two movies that he said. And it, it's just like, come on, man, pick something, yeah, pick something better I'm than those two movies. I'm a DC fan. I thought that the trailers for both of them were bad. Uh, <laughs> His argument falls flat there, too. It's just it's like that was, in, in my opinion, or in our view, as we have talked about before, with those particular movies, you know, the trailers to the movies, same, right? Yeah. Same thing with Marvel now yeah. as well. Yeah. With The Last Duel, though, as I've said before, the marketing, the trailers for those were bad, but the movie ended up being good. But that was it one of the few. Does it? Yes, it definitely does happen. But it's it's, it's not, not a, a solid. It's not a solid argument to say, well, here's two examples of trailers that I liked and I thought the movies were terrible. Therefore, this other property mm -hmm. where a lot of people are saying the trailer doesn't look good and again like you were saying it's not just about the trailer nope there's a lot not. of it, it, i i don't know how i guess we're just gonna have to say this till the end of time yes. uh, variety there is other stuff yes. I, I i literally can't wait for the show to come out so that people stop making that argument and of course they're gonna come up with new ones yeah they're gonna say well you only watched to episode four yeah you didn't see uh, the first season. Then when you do see the first season, well, you haven't seen the second season. Yeah. And it's Dude, we got that with Halo. People were telling us that with Halo up until, I think, episode six or seven of, <laughs> of what, nine episodes? And, so, it, and, mm -mm. and everything that we have out now, we're judging the show based off of 
everything that yes. has come out so far yeah. Yeah. that are likely indicators that it's going to be a bad show, right? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. mean ultimately that it will, but I would if I was a betting man and I could go bet money, I'd bet that it'd be a bad show. Yeah. And you know, probably have a uh, probably the number one streaming thing on uh, Amazon when it comes out. Well, yeah, because everyone's going to be curious, and, and nothing else is going to be on Amazon anyway. And, they set that up. Yes. Something saying and, it's the number one thing yeah. streaming on their specific platform is not an indicator of how good yep. that thing. And is. they're going to say it's a hit. Everybody's watching it, yeah, because people are going to be curious, and then yep. you'll see the sentiment start to wane yeah. and, episode by episode. And uh-huh. then in the following season, you'll really see season one sentiment. In season two. Mm-hmm. Hate watching is a thing. Yep. People will sit and they'll watch stuff that they don't like specifically to make fun of it or just be angry. It just it's a thing for whatever reason. Right. All right. Here we go. Many of you are out there listening to people like Nerd Roddix who makes YouTube videos stating his opinion. <laughs> and that's cool. The only problem is his opinion is usually based on his feelings and not fact. Have you ever noticed that the people that he calls out in his video, he never deals with one-on-one in real time because that will require him to defend his position and to deal with counter arguments. See, he doesn't want to do that. You see, the best thing about the internet is also the worst thing about the internet. Everybody or anybody can say anything they want to say and they're not required to prove anything. Everybody all of a sudden is an expert. You understand? Okay. Well, if he approached Gary, Keep like he approached us, I don't blame him. Exactly. Hang on. Keep keep talking. I want your opinion okay. on that real quick. So I gotta yeah, something. that's just a so his argument was uh, people hating on it like Gary from Nerdrotic uh, that are just posting their opinions online. They're just based off their feelings. First off, that is everything all the experts came out and said when they got this exclusive footage, including knew better, do better himself. I, he talked about his feelings, right? And he's trying to say Gary can make an argument that he's an expert. And I mean, he and uh, Tolkien, he has all the books from or a majority of the books from J.R. Tolkien. Right. And so I think, you know, and then him saying that because he doesn't want to sit down with someone and do a one on one conversation because then he would have to defend his position. Yeah. Are you ready for this? Yeah. OK, so remember what he said. He, 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 in fact, let's pull it back just a little yeah, bit. Play okay? it back. I want to play it back. Play the whole thing back again i think it's about right here opinion and that's cool the only problem is that number three many of you are out there listening to people like nerd Roddix, who makes youtube videos stating his opinion and that's cool the only problem is his opinion is usually based on his feelings and not fact have you ever noticed that the people that he calls out in his video okay ready yeah oh crap can say about the footage i saw i was absolutely a hundred percent blown away I mean, I was beyond impressed. I had goosebumps. Goosebumps. Amazon put their heart and soul into this. They really care about this project and it's going to show. So what I would say to all those. His entire. It's based on his feelings. It's based on his feelings. (laughs) Not fact. (laughs) He said, and then he also, he went to Amazon cares about this product. So their feelings, right? No facts. And and Gary, yes, Gary uses feelings to talk about things, but he's also talking about articles and screenshots and yep. the trailer coming out. Yeah, he he. By the way, he's got inside sources. Yes, he does. So I mean, and then he, it's not just him, but then and again, I like the Broken Sword. Um, channel Nerdrotic, but all of them use their feelings. Now Nerdrotic, so I mean, we. I'm sorry. 
Nerd of, Nerd of the Rings, I should say. Nerd of the Rings, he was probably the more reasonable. Uh, he was the more reasonable out of all of them that came out. Yeah. But again, just because you're criticizing someone that you like doesn't mean that you hate them or that you think they're shills or anything like that. Yeah. It's just, it's just this is part of it, man. I mean, yeah. it, we're, no one's doing reviews yet of this. No one's claiming to do reviews. No one's yes. No one's claiming this is the final most of this judgment. stuff. Yeah. Uh, People are reading into things or they're creating a false reality in their heads about what mm-hmm. they think of other people instead of being uh, being willing to, to sit down and actually talk about it. Right. Well, and, or they want to be like, debate me, bro. And it's like, that's not what we're here to do. Yeah. And, like with him engaging us on uh, TikTok. Yeah. By the end of the conversation, it's like, why would I want to engage with you? Exactly. exactly. You literally everything he was trying to say about nerdrotic. He was more amplified in. Uh huh on tiktok with us yeah and, and in so many different ways and it's like why would i want to engage with someone to he, where there is coming across very clearly your intentions aren't pure yeah he came on whether to, if you mean for them or not right. and that you can't appropriately express yourself uh due to your nda or also and, just and if that's the case just say it be like yeah. yeah there's just a lot that nda was really strict there's a lot we can't talk about and then a question would be all right well how much did, are you allowed to talk about how much amazon provided for you guys on this trip did they pay for the plane tickets did they pay for your hotel that kind of thing there's a conversation to be had there if you're willing to have it and if you can't talk about that stuff in your nda just be like i can't talk about it can't yeah. talk about it uh, you have to we'll have to wait it's like we can have this conversation later that's not the way he approached it. And he also nope. came onto our platform demanding things of us. And yes. it doesn't work. You don't get nope. to do that. You might have more followers than us on TikTok. You still don't get to do that. <laughs> yep, exactly. All right, here we go. Yo, he never deals with one-on-one in real time because that will require him to defend his position and to deal with counter arguments. See, he doesn't want to do that. You see, the best thing about the internet is also the worst thing about the internet. Everybody or anybody can say anything they want to say, and they're not required to prove anything. Everybody all of a sudden is an expert. You understand what I'm saying? And remember, conflict and controversy (laughs) always is going to sell more. Conspiracies are always going to sell more. That's just the way of the world. So when people say, they get on in the comments and they say, you guys were paid off by Amazon, you know, to say that the show was good. Sounds good. Okay, uh, this is this one is something the Broken Sword was claiming a lot too. Mm-hmm. Now, to be fair, I didn't read through every single comment that these guys are getting. That's that would be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, guys, show us comments of people saying that. If you're gonna claim yeah. this is what this is a big argument, please show us. Show us the First facts, all, please. And, and here's the Not deal: your feelings. This is something, and Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> got him. Okay, here, gotcha. Here's something that a lot of people need to understand: uh, transactions. Whether they pay, like, they may not have directly paid you, but they paid you in the experience. Now, let me yes. give you an example of this. It's a personal thing that I've been dealing with uh, taking uh, my Part 107 to get my drone license. If I, as a drone operator, were given season tickets to the Braves or any mm-hmm. baseball team, for in return, I had to do work with my drone for that person, that's getting paid. Yep. The, the FAA would consider that payment for a job, right? This is essentially the same thing. It, you were given goods, you were given something so that you could give your opinion about what you got to see and what you got to do. Now, of course, NDAs are involved in that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And, and, and here's the thing, and he'll get into it in a second in the video. I don't really care. And I think we stated in the last video, get your bag. 
Congratulations yeah. on getting an invite for four days to London with what I'm assuming was most of your expenses, if not all of them paid for, so yeah. that you guys could go and hang out and watch this and talk to the the showrunners. Yeah, who cares about that? I mean, Neither of I think us. we said in our video that we would probably take it, yes. just depending on certain things. Yes. Yeah, and we would then we would make a video and just be up front. Yeah, we had to sign an NDA. We can't talk about all this, but yeah, in it's fact, looking like crap. In fact, what we probably would have done, I think the safest option would have been like we got invited. Uh, we're just not going to give you a lot of information about it because of the NDA uh, and mm-hmm. how strict that it is. When the time comes, we'll discuss what was going on when the because NDAs expire, right? At, at times, and I imagine theirs probably will expire when the show comes out. Uh, if not, maybe a month or two ahead of time. It just it depends on the company. It, there's not like set rules for any of that, right? So, anyway, yeah. That here's the other thing. We don't care that if you got paid, man. Yeah, we don't <laughs> care about that. And how many times have we seen this repeat? The same thing repeated with the Will of Time, uh-huh. Cyberpunk, Star Wars, uh, Marvel. Uh, what else have there been? I mean, the list can go on and on. The same process repeat by these corporations where these different lore channels and people who, uh, you know, are experts, right? They get wine and dined and then, you know, they state glowing reviews. I think Halo was another one yeah. as well. And then when the show actually comes out, it's a disaster and that causes you to lose respect from your audience. So let me read you a comment from his original video the one where okay. i played the moment where he's talking about goosebumps because i think this is really interesting and something that uh, this this guy is being as far as i i can tell very reasonable in his comment mm-hmm. um and then i knew better replies to him so we'll just let's just read it he says you know what the thing is this is exactly what happened with amazon's wheel of time show amazon uh sent hardcore fans to watch the first three episodes and every single one of them said they were great and it turned out they were subpar in everything if not awful. Uh, It seems to me the same thing is happening here. Not one of you uh, have even one criticism, uh, even a tiny one. So this is a 10 out of 10. It's as good as the Lord of the Rings trilogy and Game of Thrones season one through four. If there wasn't precedent with Wheel of Time, I might have believed you. Those are all facts, right? He's being very, yeah, very, like there's, he's not attacking Yep. He, he he's just asking, you know, he uh, you could say he's being a little snarky with his like even tiny one, but yeah. he's not being mean. Right. Right. So Wheel of Time and Lord of the Rings are two different shows made by different showrunners, even though I'm pretty sure some of the people directing episodes yep. of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, directed, we're on Wheel of Time. Yeah, we're on Wheel of Time. So <laughs> if he was that. a Tolkien expert, he'd know yeah. that. Uh, just kidding. Sorry, L- that's me yeah. being snarky back at Adam. <laughs> LMAO, you literally make zero sense. That's not true at all. Everything that he says is very sensical. It's very sensible. Yep. Um, Amazon is just the company, but the people who make the shows are not the same. Oh, sir. Come on, man. Please. Okay. I wasn't paid. Yeah, like Jeff Bezos wasn't directly involved when he said, I want the next Game of Thrones and, you know, the... Go ahead. He's assuming now, right? So he goes into his I wasn't paid argument. He says, I wasn't paid to say anything. Yep. So you weren't paid to say anything? Um, and the footage I liked, it's as simple as that. You won't bully me into changing my thoughts because you make baseless claim, claims and comparing situations that I have nothing to do with, uh, have nothing to do with each other. 
Uh, if I was bad, I would say, uh, if it was bad, I would say it's bad. Just like I say The Hobbit is bad, but in my opinion, it's not. Oh, well, that's, agree to disagree on that one. Wait, what? He said, if it was bad, I would say it was bad. Just like I say The Hobbit is bad, but in my opinion, it's not. You just contradicted yourself. Is it bad or is it not? <laughs> you understand what I'm asking? Uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's very confusing. It is very confusing. just like the Hobbit, but I don't think the Hobbit's bad. <laughs> so maybe he think he knows the Hobbit's the Hobbit bad, but he bad. doesn't think it's bad. Yeah, so it's, it's like bad. I like it, but it's bad. The last two the movies case. are bad. The first one's okay. He he is being very very defensive in this in the statement. Yes. I just bring that up because I think it's a really interesting juxtaposition between someone who is being just being very calm with him and being like, listen, we just want some information. Yeah. You, you didn't think anything that you saw was bad. You don't have critiques or criticism of anything that you saw. And he's essentially like, no, and I didn't get paid. Yeah, it seems, you know, I would Stop imagine, bullying. <laughs> you know, they got a lot. They did get a lot of hate, you know, Fair, all yeah. the content creators and stuff like that. That happens. Not everyone was hateful, <laughs> though. A lot of the stuff went on. I can speak for the Broken Sword. Can't speak for him. Yeah. Uh, but on the Broken Sword stuff, it, it, it wasn't all like drastic like that. I just think the few that are drastic and just have nothing better than to get underneath people's skin uh like create this feeling within you that it's more than just you know the normal people who are just hey it just seems like you're influenced by them and because you got this paid and curated event you had on rose colored glasses and now you're saying this you, you know you get what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. so I, I i just find a lot of that very interesting and i think it adds a little bit of color yes. to everything that's going on with this um, and, and I think he was projecting there. Uh, yeah, it's you I, know that defensiveness he he had. Take your comments, person by person, or mm-hmm. comment by comment, whatever the case may be. That he that that person wasn't being mean. He wasn't bullying. Wasn't doing any of those things. And he went straight to bullying. Yeah, which makes me think. Okay, well, he you know felt bullied by someone else who left a comment on his video Man, it's, and therefore took it out on this guy yeah. who asked a lot of, or girl, asked a lot of good questions. Yeah, yeah. Was very articulate in what they were trying mm-hmm. to get across. All right, here we go. But not rooted in fact at all. Lastly, I just want to say that it is 2022. Influencer marketing is a very real thing. It's the new wave. It's not the 80s, 90s, nor the early 2000s. Most media today gets consumed through apps like YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, Reddit, things like that, not by television. So your lack of understanding of how marketing works doesn't make me a sellout. Why wouldn't Amazon, who has a product they want to show to the world, find the experts of that product or that media and find them, bring them together get their opinion on their product before they give it out to the world. They want to make sure they did it right. You trust us. We have huge followings on our socials and these various apps. So they're doing what they're supposed to do. Actually, your disdain for it actually makes the opposite of sense. And of course, some of you guys. Okay. So this feels a bit straw manny to me. Or um, like he's just, you don't understand marketing yeah and it's like bro influencers have existed forever it's just changed over the years the platform as the medium has changed right and what that looks like yeah it used to be celebrities on television selling Mm -hmm. you perfume or all sorts of different things right um or you know you'd have like billy mays and then billy mays would be on all the time and so he kind of became like a 
a household name because he was the guy selling you OxyClean or whatever. Um, There's also a fault in his logic, too, where he keeps going back to. So his he he goes to the uh, expert fallacy, right? Yeah, yeah. And to where it's because we're Amazon hired us, the Tolkien experts, as if they're the maybe this is how it comes off, whether if he means it to be this way, it's another thing. It's still as if he's they are the only Tolkien experts and that regular people can also be Tolkien experts. They may just consume, you know, uh, there are plenty of videos Nerthering puts out the broken sword that I already know. I just watch it because I enjoy hearing it again. I enjoy the videos yeah. and things like that, right? Not because I'm going there because um, and I learned something that I didn't know before. A lot of videos I do, though, too. Yeah. So they make lore videos. Yes. There is a difference in being a, being an expert in lore quote unquote expert right because I don't give a crap about that title I don't think you do either that that means nothing to us right yeah the uh, what is it the you're following on TikTok and no offense you have a great following I'm not meaning this disrespectfully I'm just but your following on TikTok doesn't equate to you being an expert right he does talk about things I've I've seen uh, quite a few he knows what he's talking about but again that does it just because you went and Amazon selected these you know, specific creators, why, why didn't they select some that have been more critical of them? Exactly. So, There's Gary from Nerdrotic, as he mentioned. Mm-hmm. So I, know, I, I, just fi- some guy, uh-huh. just saying, yeah, I, I find it interesting. That, and, and it seems a lot of the creators that they, they picked up were, mm-hmm. uh, TikTok creators. Yeah. It and, did. you know, we have our feelings about TikTok. So, yeah. Yeah, I don't. I think that's it. I mean, let me play to the end of this just, just in case. But I don't think there's much else in here. Guys aren't gonna believe we weren't paid off, and that's cool. Goes back and to you're gonna say call us names like shows and things like that. Guess what? My block button works great. I, I just I don't understand the need, and it's okay. Everyone can be their own, but the need to to create a video to address haters. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, I mean, we talk about it in our stuff, but we don't, we're not making, we're not going to do a yeah. an entire subject and put up a video about, now, unless, unless we're, we're responding to specific claims, which claims. I, yeah. exactly. So yeah, if we, if we were to pull up comments or whatever, we're probably going to do it in order to talk about the material, like the subject of mm-hmm. the comment rather than it being about, look at this person who hates on us. Yes. I don't care. All right. That's always going to be around. You put anything on the internet, people are going to hate on it. Yeah. It's just, it's part of it. You know what I mean? And and so take the good for what it is and appreciate when you get those comments from the people who legitimately like your stuff. If you get mm-hmm. the hate comments, laugh it off, move on. It's, yep. it's that simple. It's like TikTok in particular, the comments section, just because that's his big platform, uh, don't take it seriously. I don't even. Really, yeah. I don't even really take the YouTube comments all that seriously unless people are actually trying to interact with us. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know. And then occasionally someone will start out being trolly, but then they'll ask a question and they realize like they can't just do that. And then I'll answer them. I'll be like, "Here you go. Here's 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 a couple things that I recommend or that I I think were actually good or whatever the case may be." Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I I don't know. I. You made your bed. You kind of got to lie in it. 
Yep. I don't think in particular, if you're on TikTok, you're in any trouble of running into the same thing. I think, I, I can't say for certain. I'd have to actually go look. I I think uh, Nerd of the Rings, I think his sub count went down. Oh, you do? I don't know. It, I, I He wasn't at 600,000, right? He was like right under it. So maybe, yeah. maybe it didn't, uh, but it, for whatever reason, he when was I, right under it. When I was looking at it, for some reason, my initial thought oh. when I went back, it looked like it went down. I think you're right. I could have sworn he had 596. So and it, it's at 595. I mean, it's a thousand. That and those things may fluctuate. Yeah, uh, that, I mean, it happens all the time. He's way bigger and, than us yeah. on YouTube. So and our stuff still fluctuates occasionally. Yeah. It's like you know, there's bots and things that come in and out. Right. Uh. Yeah. So I, I don't know. It, <clears throat> I, I think it it definitely worried a lot of the the creators. And I, I think we may cover the the broken swords response to all mm-hmm. of that as well. I mean, you were I haven't watched it, and you were telling me that it it's pretty much the same thing as the the last. It's pretty video. much a nothing burger. Um. I thought this one was way more interesting because he was trying to hit certain points so there was actually something there for us to to talk about that wasn't yeah wasn't i mean a repeat. you would think if he's you know these tolkien experts would talk about you know the and again unless they just clearly say because of the nda we're not allowed to but you know hey was this the the writing good was cinematography good yeah was the the score good you know just what what do you think about these things mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and and again if 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 you were a channel that reviewed things and then you had standards for the certain things and you had them laid out sort of like we do, uh, I, mm-hmm. I think we're pretty clear in what we like and we dislike in things. And you know me, I don't like to give numbers to anything because they drive, they drive me crazy because I think you you dig yourself a hole with that stuff a lot yeah. of the time. <clears throat> um, but yeah, I, you're a lore channel. Your, your expertise, quote unquote, is in lore, not in... TV and movie cinema, reviews. yeah, being yes. you know, being able to distinguish certain things. I mean, maybe you can say like, if you like character development, tell me why. That's all that yeah. it is. Yeah, and maybe he he doesn't have to be an expert in that stuff, but he could, you know, maybe he's just decent at doing that. But here's the thing: even if they stick to the source material, which is a good thing, yeah, doesn't necessarily mean it's going to translate over and going to be a good TV show. Still, exactly, right? We've yeah. said that before oh, as well. A great example of that is I had someone comment on our last Halo video, mm-hmm. and they said, "Well, you don't remember when uh, Halsey said that the the uh, what was it? The artifact when touched by a blessed one or whatever will do whatever they want it to do," and I was like. I, I literally replied, that's convenient. And he's like, well, at least it was mentioned. And I'm like, you have missed the point. <laughs> yes. You've missed the point. It, do, it doesn't matter that they explained that. If it's nonsense or yes. if it can just do whatever, right? That's not good writing. No, that, That's not, not good setup because it's it's stupid. If it just can do whatever it wants, you break a lot of the things in the world because it's just like, well, as long as the artifact's around, it doesn't really matter. So yep. that's, you know, it, it, there's a lot of that that goes into it's an it. easy escape. Exactly. So it's like just because you have lore and e- just because the lore is accurate, right? So, and I can't remember The Hobbit real well. It's like, let's just say, right, that... It was like 70% accurate. Okay. So it's it's pretty, it's got a lot of really good stuff in there from The Hobbit. Maybe um, six. And it's, and it's, we'll just say it's pretty accurate or whatever. Yeah. There's still so much of that movie that sucks. And the pacing yes. is bad in a lot of it. And there's a lot of weird logic. A lot of filler. Yeah. A lot, a lot it, of weird it, logic, as you said. There's yeah. no balance to the world. Just because you're looking at it and you're like, wow, the lore is, is quite good in this. It's like, but 
is it boring is it yeah. is it paced poorly is the dialogue falling flat is it aragorn yeah is you it is that the, movie yeah oh man aragon aragon um, that's it Yo, oh man, that is, yeah, that one's rough. That was <laughs> a dark. That was a dark day. Way better yeah, than the movie. yeah, yeah. The movie is trash. Uh, yeah. So there's there's a lot of factors that go into what makes a movie, a TV series, good. And there is objectively, like objective things about it, right? So you know, if if it's like really bad CG, like that's pretty objective. Mm-hmm. You know, if if your if your your animation looks bad, people yep. will forgive you for that, but it doesn't mean that it's all of a sudden good because they forgave you for it, right? Right. But then there's exactly. subjective things, and that's where a lot of this stuff comes in that always drives me crazy with reviews, where people will say it feels like uh all, or uh, the, these emotions or um it just it feels like middle earth it feels I'm cautiously like this. optimistic yeah. Okay. why yeah why are you cautious cautiously optimistic other than well the, you know the showrunners were excited so i felt excited i caught their passion and their enthusiasm why? that's not telling me anything. yeah it doesn't matter it, listen it's uh, you know nerdrotic gary kind of coined the term adult pretenders it's like if you don't think the people that also work in hollywood that aren't exactly that aren't actors themselves aren't good adult pretenders and that they, it's been the that that original trailer came out in february right mm-hmm. the super bowl right that's when it that's plenty of time for the reaction to happen and for the showrunners to get caught up on a lot of things that they might not have known before yep that is a theory of mine you can call it a conspiracy theory if you want to that's a that is an obvious thing that could have happened I think I brought that up on the last the last time we talked you, about this last yeah, week. Yeah, you may have. And it's Yeah, that's it. I I don't know. I I'm just saying I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, know, yeah. It, it's plenty of time for them to catch up on uh Yeah, we, dude, you I've know, seen, all the hate they received and oh, oh, me I've do seen this. people argue I'm, for like people to read Wikipedia to like catch up on the stuff and I'm like please don't do that. Like if you're if you ha- don't lie about how long you've been doing so like if you're saying you're like an Eternals fan but you read up on the Wikipedia like a week before the movie came out or you know as soon as the first trailer came out like don't come out here saying that you're an expert on this specific thing it's just it's silly it's ridiculous yeah people do it dude we're like three months and a week and a half away from the debut of the show and we haven't gotten an actual full trailer yeah that is very telling yeah when's Avatar coming out and it got a yeah right recently (laughs) all right dude well thank you everyone for listening to this episode of the underground this was episode 90 uh we will be back next week with all new social and uh i was gonna say creative topics that's not right (laughs) uh what am i trying to say joseph (laughs) it's late all new topics all new topics for our social episode and for our entertainment episode that's what the word i was looking for um also, it was uh, uh, the appeal to authority fallacy was the thing that appeal we were, to authority. Yeah, appeal to authority. Uh, yeah. It's fine. Uh, yeah. So uh, until then, guys, take it easy. Politics ruins everything. Being patient with them, I try to, but you got room temperature IQ. IQ. Expecting a lecture from these idiot guys who got a pain.
opinions not worthless what's under my shoe Y'all tripping on truth when we call it out Cause y'all people as goofy as I'll get out If y'all with them and not with you I'd sit out Cause every rapper's on the list now mad at a pitch count Flowing heaters like my soul's beat up No people focus on hoaxes and the shows he book And I'm hoping to open doors and I got foes and such But I know that I'll be opposing to the goal I must start attacking Ain't lacking my brains lashed in Same way that I game is the same way of the back end All the pain that I bring up is like the bane to the Batman I'm back cracking Whack trends claiming they rap fans and backtracking Give a crap about the what's his face Only thing you out rapping is a sandwich at Subway And y'all just so happen to welcome beef on my lunch plate And you are a disaster and this can only go one way and you steady flashing guns in your music viz And I know you do it for the fun, but what you doing is Abusing every rule, of course you can use it quick You're showing the world you don't know what you are doing, kid Why would you waste your time When you can be so much more So much more So much more Why would you go in blind When you can be so much more to see it's everybody is ignorant it's only when you speak on what you don't know you become slow and that ignorance crosses into stupidity yet i'm still spending my energy debating enemies that tend to be idiots really inept politically that don't have the depth or with me oh well it'll be co-chance in hell so riddle me this how am i supposed to take you serious when all of your positions are socially expedient thinking you a rebel but at most you obedient opposing opinions make folks be belligerent a cult and religious so you know what's on CNN and vote what you told by the folks that gotta send this message. Oh, you a hypocrite and I'm in awe cause the diversity you advocate is not in thought. You get away with it cause you placed in a freaking chamber with echoes ringing surrounded by a bunch of brainless. Your aim is yet all the same shame cause you ain't slick afraid to relate other things cause you nameless. Tainted, weak, empathetic, you epitomize. Politic ties cause you scared to be crazy.